Good evening. We're thankful that you're here this evening. Looking forward to a few moments of study. Although our lesson tonight is one that is not quite uh, the usual as we think about concluding this calendar year. Uh, this is one that, uh, if you recall, if you were able to be with us on the last Sunday night of last year, we kind of did this, uh, again, borrowing from uh, another preacher friend that I know of. Uh, he titles his, I believe, uh, Commendations and Concerns, or something along those lines. I think I've got those words towards the end of the lesson. Um, and so I kind of was thinking of making my own spin on that, and I thought about this idea of glancing back but pressing forward. Uh, certainly we would agree here as we think about uh, even the Bible, as we talked in our lesson this morning, looking back, glancing back, in a sense, is beneficial for us, whether it's going back to Exodus and Deuteronomy as we did this morning, or even thinking back just through the last calendar year, we can hopefully learn and benefit from thinking about things behind us. But we can't stay there. I mean, we can't dwell there. It encourages us to think about it, but we must press forward. And of course, the Bible, especially the New Testament, uh, continues to promote that idea of pressing forward, pressing towards the goal, even as we have sung songs along those lines tonight. Uh, so we want to take just a few moments and think about uh, some of the things, uh, the different highlights of this year, and then towards the end, we will make some application to our own lives and look at a few scriptures as we challenge ourselves as we think about a new year. Uh, I kind of broke these down into some categories, again, borrowed some of these, but to think about some of the things that have taken place over the last year, one of those is births. We had a few to the congregation or certainly to family uh, amongst our congregation. Uh, Norris Strachner was the first towards the beginning of the year, and uh, I will just pause and say here very quickly uh, that I do my best to go back through the old bulletins, but there's a chance I might miss something or mess something up, and uh, many of you are not afraid to point that out when I mess something up, and that's okay too. It's okay too. I can handle that as well. Um, and we thought about this year, of course, the Streisners added a young one, uh, and the Pickets did as well. We were very, of course, worried and concerned for Jessica uh, and saddened when two of the babies were lost, McKenna Faith and Hunter Knox. But uh, as we mentioned this morning with Hudson, and I mentioned it in our Bible class, but I'll just tell all of you again right now, uh, if you see in the bulletin the update that's there, he has several uh, scary things in front of him, possibly still, uh, including the reflex in his, in, reflexes in his legs not being all they should be and maybe even uh, needing shunts in his brain because of hydrocephalus so uh, they are doing okay Jessica was upbeat in her message uh, when I asked her how she was doing but but he still has a long way to go and we want to continue to pray for them and of course the Gandy family added another girl uh, to their list there uh, back in June uh, one of the things that certainly happened to our congregation this year uh, was the unfortunate nature of having several of our members who have passed away when we thought about it we kind of had a really rough start towards the beginning of the year, somebody in January, somebody in February, someone in March, uh, but then we got a little bit of a break until, uh, of course, our brother John Holden and then A.B. Uh, just a few months ago. Um, as you look at that list there, you know, it was interesting to me when I put this lesson together last year, you know, there were just a couple of folks that, of course, I had not met, but uh, that were listed around the first of the year last year, and we enjoyed a, a time where there was no one who had passed away. And how sudden life can be taken from those, uh, whether it's uh, someone who is older in age or just someone maybe who comes along with a sickness very quickly. Um, we are very sad to think about that. I was talking with Miss Barbara uh, for just a moment this morning. Miss Barbara Barclay, I hugged her neck and told her, I, hard to believe, it feels like just yesterday um, that that was taking place, John John's funeral, and how much we loved him and how much we loved all of these folks. And we are still saddened um, as we think about the void that is left in our life as they have, have departed this particular life. Uh, last year, I uh, termed this section of the lesson, New Births, 
Uh, it was on a Monday night. I think the timestamp on my phone was about 10.45 uh, late on a Monday night when we got a message. I think the timestamp was on the pictures actually on Hannah's phone, but uh, to come over and meet the Sneed family here at the building and rejoice as Gage and Brandon both decide to be baptized to put on Christ in baptism. That's the good middle of the night call that the preacher gets every once in a while, Bill, right? Uh, when the phone rings in the middle of the night, it's not an unfortunate death, uh, but a very uh, set of good news. And we were thankful for the opportunity to baptize Brandon and Gage on that evening. And then even Pierce uh, Hawkins was baptized later this year or just a few months ago. If you were with us on that Sunday morning, uh, as one of his relatives there was able to do that. And we're thankful for those who were willing to put on Christ in the new birth that the Bible speaks of. Let's see, I think... Nope, I didn't miss one there. Place membership. It was interesting as I started looking through the bulletin to see who all had placed membership. We had several new families that have come along, but we also had some who had kind of come back to us. Um, of course, I've just met Gail um, through the last year or so as she has come back, but she's been connected with the congregation before, but she had asked back in January to be identified with the congregation here. Terry as well was one who obviously has a long history with this congregation, but in February responded one morning to the invitation, asked to be made uh, restored, be made whole, and also wanted to be identified again. Uh, Don Thornberry, uh, he asked if it was a new member list or odd member list, and I told him that was up to him. Uh, we enjoy... We certainly enjoy the laughter that Don brings to our life uh, and the encouragement that he is to many of us. Uh, and then again, a lot of these are um, kind of just by the date they were in the bulletin, uh, maybe the Sunday that they were officially identified, but the Dixon family as well. We were thankful that they came our way back in June. None of us may forget uh, <clears throat> August 18th uh, when Pat Billingsley uh, wanted to place membership here and drug some others along with her, including Travis, that we got to put up with uh, from time to time. But, you know, they can't, beggars can't be choosers, right, or something like that. I'm not sure. Um, but as the family came along, I got the thumbs up from them back there. Uh, and I even included Robert and Vicky on this list as they, uh, we were very thankful for that Sunday morning. Uh, a lot of smiles on faces, even some tears shed. Uh, Robert and Vicky had been coming all along, uh, really over the course of the year. Um, but as Robert wanted to make that commitment and uh, uh, repent and ask to be restored, uh, that's the kind of thing that's encouraging to us. Um, the ups and downs of a congregation, I mean, through the low valleys, really, uh, which are mainly just the deaths that we face. I mean, as we went through those different moments through the year, it hurts. But when we think about the encouragement of growth, and we're going to talk about that in a few moments again at the end of our lesson, we're encouraged even by those who have placed membership uh, I usually include in this lesson weddings. We didn't actually have any this year, uh, but I left that slide in there. Uh, and then one of the others was the leadership uh, or leadership changes. Of course, the big one was back in March as we added an elder to the congregation here and Charles being installed as an elder. We're thankful, as many of you have known Charles for most of his life, if not all of his life, and thankful for the uh, leadership that he has provided even in, um, uh, in, not even in a direct way, maybe, with an official title. But I think, Charles, you made it last year as being a deacon, appointed a deacon again, uh, and then now is, this year is installed as an elder, and we are certainly um, excited about that. Uh, the elders have asked me, uh, we preached a lesson last year around that time of Charles being installed to, to preach a lesson on the eldership and leadership, and God willing, they've asked me at least twice, if maybe not three or four times next year, to consider lessons on leadership. 
Um, as we had our elders and deacons and preachers, ministers meeting just a few weeks ago, you know, that, I think that was the one thing Bill kind of mentioned as we went around the room. Bill said, you know, again, none of us are getting any younger exactly, and we're always looking to continue to grow the leadership here. Uh, not only that we might identify good men who meet the qualifications in the Bible and can serve, but that we encourage to uh, continue to encourage young men uh, who maybe aren't there yet but are growing that way uh, to consider taking on that type of role. And so we're thankful for those who certainly lead our congregation here. Of course, Cody and Santana aren't necessarily leadership in the same sense that elders are, but we are thankful for the elders' vision as uh, Harrison and Tabitha were moving uh, down to North Tuscaloosa that uh, Cody and Santana were going to start working with us here. And again, maybe not the same capacity as an elder, but yet we know the, the good work that they put in with our young people as long as, as well as many of our parents, and not only parents, but just all the adults here who are willing to pitch in, and we're thankful for those who, who help lead in the various ways. I've got several pictures to share with some events, but there were some that we didn't have pictures maybe or uh, uh, the men's retreat. You know, us men don't sit around snapping pictures of each other at the men's retreat. So, I mean, that may be obvious, but, you know, so I didn't have that uh, picture for the men's retreat. But um, so a few of the highlights, the youth lock-in. Some of you may recall back in February that we were thankful Missy helped make the arrangements to go up uh, towards the Dayton area there, Sell Creek, uh, to that little a place that had the gymnasium there and uh, the few brave souls that stayed all night with the kids. Several of us came for a few hours and then went to our own bed, um, but they were able to play games throughout the night and do things like that, uh, and it was encouraging to them. The youth retreat that took place back in the spring, we appreciate uh, Heath and others who helped uh, have a role in that, and uh, even talking with Cody and those who are now in different positions who look back on those times and say, man, we really enjoyed uh, the things that we did like the retreat, the memories that are made. So it's certainly a highlight for our young people. Uh, we had graduations, of course. Uh, we had a couple, I think, Canna and Bradley from high school, a few from college that we celebrated back around the time of May. And then we did have the men's retreat. It was a good night. Uh, that I got to go on Friday night. I wasn't able to be there on Saturday morning, um, but they enjoyed that very much. A few others, we had Bible camps. There's lots of Bible camps around here, not only in this area, but our folks participate in several. Uh, not only McCroy, but uh, Sorellos, of course, go up towards Knoxville. Some uh, go out to Fall Creek Falls, so lots of uh, encouragements had there. The homecoming that we had, another good crowd, as always, and certainly a good meal. And then the fruit baskets. I did want to mention here at the fruit basket time that we may have to create a new award this year. Tom Levi may get the fruit baskets named after him. Uh, he handed out the most fruit baskets in less than 30 minutes last Sunday night. I think everybody who was on the list who was here, he went and got it and found them and handed to them right then. So I don't know if that was some kind of record. I don't know. I think that's defeating the purpose of what we're trying to do. I don't know, but that's a different story too. Uh, but we may have to name our fruit basket effort after Tom Levi here at some point. So, uh, but certainly things that are always encouraging to the group here. Some of you may remember back in February, we had our Valentine's dinner. It's hard, and these may be a little hard to see. I have to kind of shrink them down, of course, to fit on there. Uh, there's lots of pictures that we had. A really good night. I picked the one in the bottom right hand there because you could kind of see the setup with some of the kids who were helping and the Daisy's Diner that we had on the wall there. Uh, but just a really encouraging night. Lots of laughter, lots of fun, and we're already looking forward. I think uh, somebody asked Canada the other day, they said, okay, you know, now you're through some of these things. What's your next big thing on your radar? And she he said, well, you know, we'll start talking about the Valentine's dinner again soon. And so uh, we look forward to hopefully God be willing, uh, able to do that again in just a few months. 
Uh, our congregation had our first uh, foray into Last Leaders this year at the Nashville Convention or the Nashville site for the Last Leaders Convention. Um, it is always Easter weekend, um, and so Friday, Saturday, and then into Sunday morning for those who are able to stay. And our kids had a pretty big haul there. It's kind of hard to see in that small picture, but lots of trophies and plaques and things that are there. And we continue to promote the idea. It's not even really about that. We're thankful for the encouragement they receive. We're thankful for the things that they can take home and hopefully sit on a shelf and look at it and remember the effort that they put into that. But it's not all about that. Not just about those, those recognitions that they get or the trophies or the medals that they get. Uh, but that is uh, the Saturday night, I believe, there right at the very end, right before several of us were leaving to come home and some were going to stay till Sunday morning. But that's, that's what I like to call peak uh, last leaders right there. You know, we're all excited. We've all had a good time. We're all a little tired, uh, but at the same time, many of them had received awards on that night for Bible Bowl and things like that uh, that they had competed in. And so we're all really just pumped up. We're all really excited thinking about the year that's coming up. And so we look forward to it again very soon. We appreciate the Sorellos and the Abels and those who take a lead in that uh, regard. And you'll be hearing about it a lot. Um, I'm sure the plans are for the young men to do the, leadership, uh, do the lesson service here in the auditorium again on one Sunday night. The ladies to help, or the young ladies to do the ladies class one Wednesday night possibly. Um, but we hope that you will just keep encouraging them um, with all things. We enjoy the Bible Bowl. That's one big thing that we get a kick out of. Uh, but at the same time, the encouragement last year with their Bible reading, their song leading, and all the things that our young people do. <clears throat> it's very important through everything we do to the congregation that we are intentional. And I think that's one of the big selling points of Lads to Leaders. It helps the congregation be intentional. That's one thing to say, well, oh, we've not had the young men get up at all this year. Let's get them up there next Sunday night. That's one thing. It's another thing to say, well, we've got a schedule. We've got things that we need to do, and we're going to have classes, and we're intentional about it. And this good program helps with that, and we're looking forward uh, to going again this year, Easter weekend, and studying the book of Luke. Uh, I didn't actually, couldn't find on Facebook any Ladies Day pictures from the auditorium here with all the ladies or, or Jessica speaking, but uh, the ladies had another good Ladies Day. Uh, lots, of course, enjoyment of the decorations and the being together and the encouragement that takes place here. Um, many of you know, congregations around this area do lots of different things. They have singing nights. They have, of course, uh, gospel meetings. Some have Ladies Days, and Saudi is, is known about that and having a good Ladies Day. Once again, uh, that was encouragement about lemons and life handing you lemons and making lemonade. And we appreciate the encouragement that our ladies are to those all around them. Uh, Vacation Bible School. Uh, it was my first chance here at Saudi to preach from the floor. And if you remember on Sunday morning, because uh, I had uh, palm trees and uh, corn stalk and things behind me. Not the same corn stalk that Don and Brian popped out of the other night. Uh, but, you know, we had our uh, stage all set up here and ready to go. Uh, to be excitement to think about encouraging our young folks. Um, with Vacation Bible School, uh, of course, everybody's favorite class, Miss Vicky's class that has all the snacks and the goodies in it there. Uh, and then, again, several pictures that we've collected without time to show as many as we would like, but just at least one of the classes there. Um, we look forward. We've not talked exactly about a theme for this coming year yet in 2020, but uh, we'll be looking towards that and picking out uh, a date here soon and letting you know so that you can mark it on your calendar because... Our kids love it, and we take, uh, take pride in being able to encourage them with our vacation Bible school. 
We were thankful just a few uh, months ago to participate in the Tennessee Valley Heart Walk. Many of you are not able to be out that morning. It was a bit rainy and things. This, of course, was not something that was affiliated necessarily with, a, obviously, a spiritual side or anything. But uh, it's something that I think many of us were proud of with the opportunity to encourage a young family that had lost a loved one uh, with the McClure family and Amber and her kids that have been coming with us off and on some through the year. Um, but uh, that was an encouraging day, and we just really appreciate that kind of opportunity to let our light shine to those in this community, even people that maybe we just kind of come in contact with, uh, not necessarily haphazardly, that's not the word I'm looking for, but just on accident. Sometimes we meet people and we have an opportunity to encourage them with the love of Christ and the love that we are able to share. Uh, we had our trunk or treat. You can ignore the big kid with the long legs in the front row there. Um, I thought that was a fitting picture to show, though. I didn't get one. There's, there's probably several, but I didn't get one of him down with his kids here uh, in front of the stage at VBS. But then as I was going through trunk or treat pictures on Hannah's phone, I found that one. And uh, so we had a good, good crowd that night, and we were, had to be indoors because of the rain. Um, but again not religiously affiliated, not kind of any spiritual moment or anything, but just uh, having a good time and being together, having a little bit of fun. So our ladies, our photogenic ladies, do like to take pictures, and uh, so I uh, found one of our ladies' retreat here, and know that the fun that they had together, lots of laughter. Uh, I didn't use any of the pictures from the talent show, or talent less show, talent show, whatever. Uh, you want, there's one, a good one of faith, that was the one I wanted to use, really, uh, a good one of faith, but I, I left those out, but we're thankful for the encouragement our ladies provide to one another. And then even here recently, a thankful community. Um, Missy, I called Missy a couple times this week and was asking for some pictures from her, knew she would have some on her phone, uh, and then she started calling me back about every 30 minutes. Well, uh, one of those, or each of those times, it was with an update. Just even over the last two days, um, the police department here in Saudi Daisy, I may not be exactly accurate on all these details, but I believe the police department here in Saudi Daisy um, collected food or put together food baskets, including like a ham for a Christmas dinner kind of basket, maybe some canned goods and that kind of thing. And they had about 50 of these, by my understanding, to begin with, but they had no homes for them. I mean, they didn't know anybody, didn't have a list or anything. And so they called Gino Shipley, uh, and Gino called Missy. Uh, because of our work with the Thankful Community Day and the, the way we were able to put our name out there into the community, even in front of the commissioners of this good city, uh, and not only that, but the Christmas in the park that we did um, just uh, within a few days or a few weeks later, uh, we're, we're on their mind, which is exactly kind of what we're after, to be in the minds of those in this community. So Gino picks up the phone, calls Missy, says, hey, you got any names or what did you do with the names that you collected during the <clears throat> excuse me, Thankful Community Day? So Missy started sending out some text messages and started with about 10, and all 10 families immediately wrote back and said, yes, we would be interested in that. We would appreciate that act of kindness. And so uh, Missy called back several times with a few updates. She got in touch with Jennifer White, who is the lady who is the school coordinator. If you were here on that Saturday, you possibly met her. She works with the Hamilton County School System and is our liaison, if you will, contact with everyone. Jennifer got in touch with uh, some, someone else, I believe a social worker, and so they were able to start delivering these baskets. And Missy called me back again last night one final time to tell me um, that she had gotten a text message back from at least one family that said, uh, you know, 
we wouldn't have had a Christmas dinner if it hadn't have been for that and through you and through the contacts we've made. And so, of course, it made Missy feel really good, and it should make all of you and all of us feel really good because of that. And, and she even told me that, you know, someone had said, you know, we were all a little hesitant to kind of set the downtown encouragement aside for a little bit because we'd had such a part in that. You all had such a, a good work there. But that's the kind of thing that we're after. I mean, the phone calls that have been placed the last couple of days, those food baskets going to families in Saudi Daisy that might be in that kind of need that's that was the point that's what we're after not necessarily to have to to neglect someone else but man to be able to focus on that and encourage these people that's what we want to do let our light shine we may not get a contact this year we may not have a baptism for two years but you never know uh, and we continue to try to reach out to folks in those kinds of ways so we were thankful for that update that came even from that event uh, we enjoyed a good Thanksgiving meal with our widows and widowers there. Uh, really enjoyed that afternoon um, of being able to sit down, and our young folks were able to, to help serve and, and uh, appreciate all those who helped, had a part in that, especially cooking the food. Um, and we were thankful for the afternoon we had here that Sunday. Here we go. For better or for worse, uh, that's one group um, that I was able to get pictures of. Um, that's certainly another group if you were here that night. Uh, but the real stars of the show, of course, I think were the elves, uh, the elf competition there. Um, and I just, I've said it already three times, I don't mean to keep repeating myself, but, but I think you all agree. We just are really thankful for a congregation and a community that can have fun together as well and share in laughter. Whether it's the game night that we have, um, of course, 10 or 11 times a year when we miss a couple here and there. Um, but whether it's that or Christmas dinner. Um, just the opportunity to laugh and spend that time in fun is important as well. Uh, and then our Christmas in the park, the cotton candy uh, show kind of leads the stage there. There is a picture of Charles working even. I know you don't see that that often. Uh, but uh, Charles working with the popcorn, Marvin Shipley working with the popcorn machine. Uh, and then, of course, our cotton candy uh, crew. And I think in the picture on the left, this one's probably running away from the cotton candy that was attacking Hannah uh, for most of the afternoon as the wind was just carrying that. Uh, if you want some, there's probably still some down there in the park somewhere as it just blew everywhere. That was Missy's van right behind it. It probably still is a little pink on the front if we're not sure. Um, but, you know, th I think they'll continue to kind of expand this in the future maybe um, and, and have other folks there set up for booths. But, um, you know, we were one of the only ones besides the city that was there offering up those things. We handed out a lot of our cards, had some of our um, um, events that we do and those kinds of things. And so just those few moments, hopefully, um, will put our name and remind folks of where we are. It's interesting. I've told you some of you this. But for me, uh, being, again, still somewhat new, when I talk to somebody and they're like, oh, that church up on the hill, right? Well, yeah, okay. Well, they may not know what that church up on the hill is, uh, but it's there. And then some folks may have heard of Saudi Church of Christ, but they don't know where it is, that kind of thing. But to start to put those things together is what we're after and make, uh, uh, make the community aware of who we are and what we're about. The serious stuff as well as the fun stuff is an encouraging thing. So again, let's talk for a few moments about ourselves. A few... Uh, uh, being able to commend ourselves here. In 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse number 18, uh, Peter says, But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, the growth is something that the auditorium class has been talking a lot about the last six months or so. Uh, we've spent uh, time studying a spiritual sword over how can we grow. So we've talked about it, and I don't want to, to rehash all that tonight. Uh, but just to ask a few questions to try to challenge ourselves. Did we reach the loss of our community? Well, we certainly did by getting our name out there. And by all means, that is a great start. We are thankful for that opportunity. Um, but, you know, did we 
reach the lost? That's uh, one question that we have to answer. Maybe no baptism show out of it. That's not always going to happen just immediately. Um, but at the same time, maybe we made an impact on someone, and they'll recall that later as they grow through life. Did we have growth? Yeah, we had some growth, uh, maybe numerically even a little bit. But as we've talked about on our Wednesday nights, we're after numerical growth, but we're also after spiritual growth. So are we growing? Uh, secondly, and in connection with that, um, evangelism. We know Mark 16, 15, and 16 that we are to go into all the world. We're thankful for those that do that. And even the opportunity we have to pray for those folks, um, as we have even the last few days with Lukeson and his family, uh, those in Haiti and the, the uh, mission work that's going on down there, go into all the world. The world is there, and so is our community. Are we inviting people to our services? Are we encouraging those who visit? I think the answer to those, the simple answer is yes. But as we sort of push ourselves and challenge ourselves to go into the new year, um, we take that opportunity. Not only with those that we meet in the grocery store or those at Christmas in the park, um, but in all kinds of things. I think we do a pretty good job of encouraging those who visit. I think we're a welcoming place. Uh, it's funny, um, I was talking with Hannah, we've had several folks that have visited maybe from Pikeville or Bledsoe or even last Sunday, we had some who came all the way from Van Buren County or Spencer. And what they're doing is they're going to Chattanooga for the day, you know, or for the afternoon. The ones from Van Buren County had a daughter playing uh, or a relative playing basketball at UTC, but they stopped here. Uh, now they're not going to place membership. I mean, they're members somewhere else, and that's okay, but they stopped here because hopefully they find a place that is encouraging, that is inviting. You know what? When we come through, we want to stop at the Saudi Church of Christ because they're uh, going to, to be welcoming and it's going to be a good place to visit. But we have to uh, continue to strive to do these things. Evangelism, uh, that's what it's about. We're going to talk probably here in a few months about Luke for a whole month as we encourage our kids in Bible Bowl. And it is in Luke where Jesus says that he came to seek and save the lost. Well, that's what we're about. As his people, we're about seeking and saving the lost. So how are we doing on evangelism? Well, we have to ask ourselves those questions. What about in our giving? Uh, we think about 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 1 through 7, where Paul talks about those who would excel in their giving. In fact, they're known for that. And he says there in verse number 5, And not only as we had hope did they give, uh, but they first gave themselves to the Lord and then to us. By the will of God. So, yeah, this is a little bit of a monetary thing. This is asking a little bit for each one of us uh, to consider our finances and how we give, not just as a congregation, but individually. Uh, but how are we doing with our giving? We all know 2 Corinthians chapter 9 there in verse number 7. Uh, so let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. He does. And are we doing that? Well, again, that's a question where we kind of have to turn it around on ourselves and ask, how are we doing? Uh, you're to be commended for some of those things. But what about some concerns as well? Well, we never want to fall into the category of complacency. You know, in Revelation chapter 3, in that whole section there, as Jesus is talking about the seven churches of Asia, that he speaks especially about uh, those in the church of Laodicea, the lukewarm church. And what a vivid picture of Jesus saying that I, I would rather you be hot or cold, but because you're lukewarm, I would spew you out of my mouth. We don't want to be complacent. I, I push that with our class on Wednesday nights in the auditorium here with all those who are in here. Um, you know, I'm not saying we got to change the service up, not saying we got to add all these new programs, not saying that we have to do all, spend all this money to grow, uh, but we also can't get complacent. If we do things the way we've always done them, simply because we've always done them that way, then uh, we may find ourselves grow somewhat stagnant. 
Uh, we may find ourselves growing somewhat lukewarm. That's uh, a great warning there. I mean, great as in of the terrible nature, of horrible to think about being categorized with those from Laodicea in a lukewarm uh, sense. And so as we think about some concerns, let us not grow complacent. We know Galatians chapter 5, of course, because the fruit of the Spirit is found there. But before you get to that fruit, there's the works of the flesh. We need to stay away for, from immorality. Some of those things that are listed there are things that we say, oh, that's not me. Uh, when we think about idolatry, I'm thinking about preaching a series on idolatry next year. So maybe we'll con, uh, consider our thinking about idolatry. Drunkenness, murderers, not me. But we can't be immoral. We cannot be like the world. Even as we said this morning, when we set God aside sometimes, that's because we're moral on Sunday, but we act a little more immoral during the week. When we think about concerns in our life, let's not uh, be caught up with immorality. And then, of course, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25, the encouragement that the Hebrew writer gives to not forsake the assembling of yourselves as the manner of some is, but even before that, and I've heard Heath say it in class, heard Brian and others say it in class, other teachers here talk about it, but that the idea that we don't miss services, even as we said this morning, you need to be here, is because that we build one another up. That by being here, we encourage one another. I don't see too many folks walk out that door on Sunday morning or Sunday night or Wednesday night with frowns on their faces. I mean, sure, we've got struggles, and sometimes those things creep into our minds during a Bible class or a worship service, and we leave with, with weights on our shoulders. We, we leave burden, but many times folks leave with a smile because of the fun that's even had in fellowship afterwards. The hard time and the encouragement that we give one another and just ribbing, kidding one another, we leave encouraged by just being together. And so a concern, of course, is our fellowship. Not that we're not doing it, but that we don't grow complacent even as we do it as well. I'll leave you tonight with a few challenges and the lesson will be yours. Uh, would you consider reading one whole testament? I asked you last year about committing to reading the Bible. We didn't necessarily make that a program or ask anyone to commit to that, but it was just simply a challenge. Would you read one whole testament? Whether it's a program, and you can find those online, by the way. Uh, many of us will gladly find one and then print it for you and help you if you need help. But uh, read it through twice. Read it through January to June and July through the end of the year. But, but pick one and try to read through it. Um, even as we've read through the Old Testament here lately with the Book of the Month Club, heard a few folks say, you know, I like the Old Testament. I mean, it's exciting to read about some of those things. Read it all the way through again. Commit to doing that. Would you keep a prayer journal for a month? That's not exactly something, obviously, you've got to do. I kind of add that on on the heels of our last few lessons on prayer, but would you? Would you keep a prayer journal, maybe a little book by your bed, bed stand that you'll write down at night, who's on your mind, who you're praying for, but even as we challenged you with last week, was that last week? Yeah, last week. Would you write down your sins? Would you write down the challenges that you're facing and maybe encourage yourself with being better in that way? Pick a number of tracks and hand them out. We've got a whole track rack in the library there with a lot of interesting ones, by the way. If you've not stopped and ever done that, there's some inter interesting questions. Seven things God wants you to know or three things, three books that God wants you to read or, or different things that are kind of attention grabbing. Uh, but, but I believe, I've not looked through every single one of them, I would admit, but, but I believe they're filled with biblical material that when you think that about that, I wonder what that's asking. Pick it up and read it. Pick four or five up and stick them in your car. Sit them by your door if you live in an area where somebody might come by and door knock. And you might can hand one to them if somebody were to, to swing by and you could hand one out. Pick a number of tracks, maybe, and take them with you and hand them out. Uh, and commit to attending every Bible class possible. As I said, you need to be here. 
I mean, that's just cut and dry, kind of what it is. Uh, but maybe being here as much as possible. I don't expect for anyone, I, I would never say that I expect you to be here 100% of the time. Because I very seriously say if you're sick, you need to stay home, right? I mean, that's true too. So if you're sick, don't be here. But as much as is possible, as much as you are well, as much as you are able to be here, commit to being here for our Bible class time. And make this year the most involved you've ever been in the work at Saudi. Uh, last Sunday morning, Charles mentioned how we were kind of shorthanded. Of course, several folks were out and, and sick and, and out of town and things. And I challenged kind of then, you know, on Sunday morning. But I, I'll make, take a moment to challenge you now. We kind of wait sometimes here to the, the men's meeting in January to talk about opening the building, preparing the Lord's Supper, closing the building, those kinds of things. But ladies, a new book coming up. Would you commit to teaching in the ladies' class? Would you commit to teaching to one of our children's classes? Men, would you commit to teaching a class? Our young people or the college age or, or one of the other classes that we have, would you commit to serving on the Lord's table, leading us in prayer? What can you do to make sure that it's the most involved that you've ever been before? And I would submit to you again, not only in those service type of ways, especially here in the congregation, but in the other ways and the other things that we do, in the fun things that we do as well. Uh, there's just a few challenges for you there uh, and a few uh, commendations and concerns glancing back and pressing forward. As we always do at the end of our lesson, we take just a moment to extend the Lord's invitation. As you take stock of your life, as you think not just about the work here at Saudi, but where you stand, because we all kind of do that. I mean, maybe, maybe you don't go through and you don't put the list of, of New Year's resolutions. You know, maybe you don't even bother with that. That's fine. But you probably stop for just a minute and you think about where you've been and where you want to be, where you're going. Would you do that even this moment tonight? We're about to sing this song of invitation. Do you need to become a child of God? You can make 2020 the greatest year of your life by committing to him, being a child of God, so that you can begin to live faithfully. But in glancing back and pressing forward, we see those ups and downs. We find ourselves sometimes in the valley of life, away from God, sometimes caught up in sin. Are you here tonight and you need to make a change? Being restored to your rightful place as a part, not only of the body here at the Saudi Church of Christ, but the body as a whole, the family of God. Making 2020 and the years that come ahead as faithful as they can be. Do you need to make a change? You can do so now as we stand together and as we sing.